Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Hope you all had a great weekend with you and yours. And before we get to the news, we are really getting there when it comes to our conference. Under approaching two weeks? Crazy. Do you like Jesus and beer? Then you and your family need to come to the Fight Lab Feast Conference in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. The topic of this conference is lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated edge. Satan is the father of lies, and the mother of those lies is a government that has rejected God. Christians have been, haven't been have been reading their Bibles, so we as a society are more susceptible than ever to Satan and his lies. So join us October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, including Pastor Doug Wilson, George Gilder, and Pastor Toby. Hey, and even more. And stuff for the kids, too, like a jumpy castle, hello, and accidental infant baptisms. You know us. Sign up to attend with you and yours or become a vendor at fightlaughfeast.com. Biden nears 100 executive orders estimated to cost taxpayers almost $1.5 trillion. Wow. What's wrong with our economy? President Biden has issued nearly 100 executive orders, which will cost taxpayers up to $1.5 trillion as the national debt nears $31 trillion, according to an expert. Biden currently sits at 99 executive orders since taking office. His torrent pace came primarily within his first year when he issued more than any president since the 1970s. Memos show that at least one outside left-wing group financed by millions from liberal billionaire George Soros has influenced some of Biden's orders and regulatory items. A budgetary impact analysis, meanwhile, accompanies each order but does not include actual monetary costs. Instead, they contain vague language such as whether an order will have no impact, increase, or decrease federal costs. This makes it difficult to pinpoint the actual price tag of Biden's actions. However, a federal budget expert told Fox News Digital that they estimate the cost to be north of $1 trillion. Quote, President Biden's executive actions have cost taxpayers more than $1 trillion so far, the Heritage Foundation's Matthew Dickerson told Fox News Digital in an interview. He continues, that's taking into account the recent student loan executive action, which could cost up to $1 trillion. End quote. Biden's student loan forgiveness is a large chunk of the cost. In August, he announced plans to forgive $10,000 in student debt for borrowers, making less than $125,000 annually, while Pell Grant recipients will receive $20,000 in handouts if their income falls below $125,000. The student loan handout was initially estimated to cost taxpayers up to $500 billion, but a recent Penn Wharton budget model analysis shows it could reach upwards of $1 trillion. Inflation Inflation is even impacting the U.S. Army, which recently released guidance for soldiers as they fight inflation, including a suggestion that they take advantage of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, commonly known as food stamps. A vast majority of Biden's executive orders came within the first year in office. During that time, he issued 77 orders, more than any president since Gerald Ford's 1970s administration in American Action Forum, AAF, study found. Mayor Eric Adams says New York City considering legal action against Texas in response to migrant buses. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said Sunday that the city is considering taking legal action against Texas over busloads of migrants sent from the Lone Star State to the Big Apple. Quote, our legal team is looking at legal challenges we could do with Texas. The Democrat told CBS2. We believe there are some options we have because when you involuntarily place someone on a bus, we believe that actually 
skates the law. We're not leaving any stones unturned to make sure that New Yorkers are not being treated in an unfair way, end quote. This comes as more buses arrived in New York City from Texas Sunday morning. Adams has also suggested the city may use cruise ships to house the thousands of migrants who have been entering homeless shelters in the city. He said former mayor Mike Bloomberg considered cruise ships as temporary housing to address homelessness but never followed through. Since May, at least 11,000 migrants have entered the city's homeless shelters, including 2,500 who arrived on buses sent by Texas. New York City has opened 23 emergency shelters and is expected to open an additional 38, Adams said. In other TV interviews on Sunday, Adams called on Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott to at least notify the city about migrant buses being sent. City Hall officials called Abbott's office and asked to coordinate the arrival of buses to allow time to contact family members and sponsors of new arrivals and to prepare shelter space. Abbott has said Texas will continue sending buses of migrants to sanctuary cities like New York City, Washington, D.C., and Chicago until the federal government secures the southern border. Fox News' Bill Melguin said a Department of Homeland Security source reported that the El Paso, Texas sector experienced 1,967 illegal crossings with only 335 Title 42 expulsions during a 24-hour window from Saturday to Sunday. Adams said in two additional TV interviews on Sunday that Abbott and Florida GOP Governor Ron DeSantis, who flew migrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, were relocating migrants as a distraction from their erosions of basic human rights, citing the Republican stances on abortions and guns. Hey, speaking of Martha's Vineyard, more illegals are heading to Martha's Vineyard soon. According to Bongino report, Martha's Vineyard may have become the first place in the United States to achieve a 100% deportation rate last week, but more could be coming soon. They were flown to a sanctuary island uh, where that sanctuary island only tolerated them for 44 hours before sending them, uh, calling the army and yeah. taking them off the island. Do you anticipate um, sending additional flights to Martha's Vineyard? And anything you can you can tell us about that? Sure. Yes. The, the governor, uh, obviously, the other day just said uh, that that very thing, that he will be sending additional individuals to other locations. Uh, we received $12 million, and uh, he made it very clear that he was going to spend every penny of those $12 million to protect Floridians, because what we're seeing is that fentanyl overdoses are the number one killer of individuals ages 18 to 45. Human trafficking is a major concern for our state. We have had state strike force teams with law enforcement here in our state, and they have interdicted, and they have been able to arrest individuals, 38 charges of human smuggling, 58 charges of drug trafficking. Um, this is something that should concern every single Floridian, every single American, and the governor is going to use every tool at his disposal to address this crisis because the federal government and Joe Biden refuse to do so. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is promising more flights packed with illegal aliens that they will be sent to Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and other liberal enclaves. During a press conference last week, DeSantis vowed to Floridians that he will send more flights of illegal aliens to the homes of the De Democrat Party's wealthiest communities. The remarks come after the all-are-welcome crowd in Martha's Vineyard brought in the National Guard to deport an illegal alien population of 50 that amounted to 0.28% of the island's total population, 17,265. Oddly, while the residents of Martha's Vineyard said that they didn't have the infrastructure to accommodate them, they do have the infrastructure to accommodate tourists over the summer when the island's population balloons to nearly 200,000. Go figure. 
So, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have at some point in time they have to move to somewhere else, right? We we cannot we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants um, and. We, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Oh, well, there you heard it from one of the locals. We were also told that Martha's Vineyard didn't have any employment options available for the illegals, which is in stark contrast to the argument that they're willing to do the jobs that Americans apparently won't do. And also, the island's local paper, which lists over 50 low-skilled job openings. Yeah, go figure. Boniface Woodworking exists for those who enjoy shopping with integrity, who want to buy handmade wooden furniture, gifts, and heirloom items that will last for generations, from dining tables and church pulpits to cigar humidors and everything in between. Quality pieces that you can give your children's children, tie them to their roots, and transcend the basic function of whatever they are. So start voting with your dollars and stop buying cheap crap from people who hate you. Visit www.bonificewoodworking.com to see our gallery, learn more, and submit your order for heirloom quality wood items. All right, guys, it's time for my favorite topic, sports. We had a lot of football taking place over the weekend as both the NFL and college ranks were in action. So here's the scores you may have missed. And now for college, I'm going to stick to the top 25 because there's just way too much to cover that. Uh, although my Washington State Cougars did defeat the Colorado State Buffaloes over the weekend. Or Rams. Rams. Sorry, Buffs fans. It's Rams. So there's that. We'll start with number three, Ohio State. Putting the hammer on Toledo, 77-21. to 21. Number 23, Texas A&M bouncing back after that embarrassing loss to Appalachian State at Texas A&M. They defeated the Miami Hurricanes, the number 25 Miami Hurricanes, 17-9. to 9. Number 20, Florida defeats USF, 31-28. to 28. They get a bounce-back win after that disappointing loss to their hated rivals, the Kentucky Wildcats, who, by the way, are ranked now. Number 8, that's crazy. Number seven, USC defeats Fresno State 45-17. to Are the USC Trojans back, ladies and gentlemen? Probably not. But Lincoln Riley has them rolling. Washington defeats number 11, Michigan State 39-28. to And let me tell you, in the first half, they put on a show. They were up 29-8 to at half. And as much as it pains me to say it, the Huskies are looking good. Number 15, Oregon defeats number 19, BYU. Take that, Mormons. 41 to 20. The Ducks look good at Autzen. Number one, Georgia defeats South Carolina 48 to 7. And my goodness, the Georgia Bulldogs just look dominant. That is one of the best defenses. That's arguably the best defense in the country right there. And that was according to Spencer Rattler, the uh, South Carolina quarterback, who didn't look very good. <laughs> Number six, Oklahoma. Takes down Nebraska 49-14, to and this is after the firing of Scott Foster of Nebraska, head coach there, and, uh, well, it didn't, didn't do much good, so maybe they should have just kept him the rest of the season. I never understand those mid-season firings as if that's going to revitalize the program, but maybe they just need to start their coaching search right away. Now, that's kind of all I had for college scores. Uh, let's move on to the NFL as the Green Bay Packers defeated the Bears last night by a score of 27-10, to 10, and Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears, apparently. And the Cowboys 
Here you go, Gabe. The Waterboys team. The Cowboys defeated the Bengals 20-17. to This was out without Dak Prescott. And the Bengals, well, they were still at full strength. So, that's some questions to be asked there. They fall to 0-2 on the season. The 49ers defeated the Seahawks 27-7. to And this after uh, the injury to Trey Lance, the starting quarterback, the youngster, who was only really started in four games. So, you got a feel for the young guy. But then Jimmy Garoppolo... A man who has a 31-14 and 14 record for the 49ers came in and led them to victory, and it looked pretty flawless. Almost as if to say they should have been starting him from the start, the beginning of the season. The Denver Broncos defeat the Texans 16-9. The Broncos still really struggling on offense despite the purchase of a $240 million quarterback in Russell Wilson. Looks like the Seahawks got off scot-free in that one, huh? The Arizona Cardinals defeat the Oakland, oops, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders by a score of 29 to 23 in overtime. This after the Cardinals trailed by 20 points. Big win there for Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, and that Cardinals team. Pats, the Patriots defeat the Steelers 17 to 14. The Detroit Lions defeat the Redskins 36 to 27. I'm happy for Coach Campbell up there in Detroit. You know, last year they had a really rough year. Pretty sure they only won one game. And they defeat the Redskins 36 to 27. Yes, I know the Redskins are named the Commanders now, but come at me. So the Lions, their offense is looking great. 38 points, or excuse me, 35 points in week one, 36 in week two. Lions having a great start thus far. The L.A. Rams defeat the Falcons 31-27, to and this was after the Rams had a big lead early on. The Falcons stormed back to make it somewhat competitive. Maybe put up some points in garbage times. I don't know. I didn't see the game. But let me tell you, Cordell Patterson, he let me down on fantasy numbers. He was expected to have a big day, and I trusted it. Go figure. The Giants, the New York Giants, defeat the Panthers 19-16. to This is the first time the New York Giants have started 2-0 in some time. So uh, maybe good days ahead for the Giants in New York. Let's, let's not get carried away. The Miami Dolphins defeat the Ravens 42-38. This is after they trailed 31-14 in the second half. And Tua Tagovailoa. I'm pretty sure it's one of those two. The last one. Let's go with the last one. Tugavailoa led the way with six touchdowns on the day, and they defeat the Ravens 42-38 to in quite the duel. Man, that was a good one. And the Bucks defeat the Saints 20-10. to That was boring, but you got to give props to the Bucks defense, a defense that I left on my bench in fantasy football, by the way. They put up 30 points, and I didn't have them in the game. Bucks win 20 to 10 and there were some fireworks in that game too as uh, wide receiver Mike Evans and Marcus Lattimore got into it some fisticuffs on the field both market or Mike Evans at least has been suspended for a game not sure about Lattimore but those two have a bit of a history so that has been your update in sports and this has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and click that share button down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, sign up for our conference with that club discount, and then sign up for our FLF magazine. You can do all that at fightlaughfeast.com. And as always, if you want to email me a news story, ask about our conference, or sign on as a corporate partner for Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.